Absolutely intercultural. Fullstanly intercultural. Absolute intercultural. Absolutamente intercultural. Absolutely intercultural. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to show 284 of our podcast, Absolutely Intercultural. Today, we explore the cultural dynamics between generations and their impact on our environment. What is the difference between the sustainability practices of our elders and the younger generations? Two different cultures. Woke versus wise. During your Fridays for Future demonstrations, have you ever considered whether your grandparents' generation was perhaps more environmentally friendly than our own? While our grandparents' generation may not have access to the latest eco-terminology or to our social media platforms, they do have passed down knowledge and traditional practices that have sustained our planet for so many generations. In contrast, our younger generations have often grown up with consumerism, wasteful habits and a disregard for the environment. This cultural distinction raises the question, can we connect the two different cultures between the old and the young and combine the collective knowledge and experience to combat climate change? In this episode, we explore and also we promote the role of intergenerational knowledge exchange in creating a sustainable future. Yes, this means speak to your grandma. Join us as we dive into grandmas and grandpas' sustainability lessons for their eco-activists' grandchildren. Our international guests today from Georgia, Germany and India are going to share with us the contrasts they have experienced with their grandparents. Are younger generations really environmentally friendlier or are we just louder? What can we learn from our grandparents and what can they learn from us? Let us listen to a short preview of what we will hear from our international guests today. In our first story, Absolutely Inspired, we listen to Mariam from Georgia, who admires her grandma. So elderly people in Georgia make special jams for the winter time every year and grandmas reuse the glass jars for decades. Also, she saves all kinds of plastic and containers, and she doesn't trust dishwashers and prefers to wash dishes by hand and saves a lot of water in this way. Miriam is not so proud of her own carbon footprint, but she thinks that grandma is the best environmentalist ever. I think my grandmother is the best environmentalist ever. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm not. First of all, because I produce more carbon footprint by traveling because I do have to fly to get to Europe. Uh, when my grandmother traveled in like Soviet Union, she did it mostly by trains or buses. So I think I'm already past her with that carbon footprint. In our second story, Absolutely Vegetarian, we will hear from Niels in Germany, whose grandparents are rather worried that their grandson is a vegetarian, and they are convinced that he is not nourished well without meat. I never 
we go to the restaurant or anything and I'm eating my vegetarian food, whenever I'm finished, my grandparents tell me, oh, don't you want some of the meat on my uh, plate? Because, I don't know, they think that I'm not uh, nourished enough without meat. On the other hand, my grandparents use a lot of their own food in their garden. Finally, in our last category, absolutely aware, we will listen to Anjana from India. She says that in developing countries, thinking or talking about sustainability has not been a high priority, as it is, for example, in Germany. Paradoxically, though, her grandparents might not be aware of sustainability itself, but they do know how to ration and to be mindful of natural resources in their home and make sure that the basic needs of their beloved are met. So in a country like uh, India where, um, you know, people try so hard to make their ends meet, to have food on their table, access to electricity, clean drinking water. I don't feel like we can go to such a crowd and preach about sustainability. So if you ask about my grandparents' time and all, they don't, they don't know what sustainability is. They, have, they don't even have such a thought in their mind. Now let us begin the show. In our first story, Absolutely Inspired, Tiona speaks to Mariam, whose Georgian family are practicing many habits which nowadays would be called sustainable. They reuse glass jars and preserve food for the winter by making jams, pickles or compote and sweet preserved fruit juice. They pass their clothes items to younger siblings and cousins. The most sustainable person in her family is apparently Mariam's grandmother. She learned how to repair clothes, reuse plastic containers and she travels without flying. She also washes dishes in the most water-saving way. Let's get inspired by Mariam's role model and listen to some grandma's lessons. For me, sustainability means taking care of the planet and making sure that it's better for the future generations that come after us. In my family, we really try to reuse glass jars because uh, they are used for homemade jams or some tomatoes that are saved for winter. In every Georgian family and in the attics, you will find many, many jars filled with uh, uh, some compotes, which are, which are Georgian uh, juices uh, and uh, some jams and homemade everything, sweets, tomatoes, vegetables, everything that you can possibly think of. So we really try to use that and those are being reused for generations. Uh, when I was little, I have a really handy grandma who also taught me how to repair clothes and we also really use hand-me-downs. Uh, I do not have cousins, but I remember my friends' families who had cousins or maybe older siblings, they would always pass down the clothes, especially now with fast fashion, uh, the clothes are not uh, really good quality in my childhood it was like better quality so it could have been passed down and it was easily maintained so it would not tear as easily but yeah we would always like if my jeans ripped before it was in high fashion to have ripped jeans my grandma would sew them up and she's like the fully skilled in that really want to meet your grandmother after this <laughs> it's it's really sounds interesting and how sustainable are you are you better environmental than your grandmother 
No, I think <laughs> my grandmother is the best environmentalist ever. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I'm not. First of all, because I produce more carbon footprint by traveling, because I do have to fly to get to Europe. Uh, when my grandmother traveled in like Soviet Union, she did it mostly by trains or buses. So I think I'm already past her with that carbon footprint. Uh, but yeah, she's really sustainable. She also reused plastic, every container that ever existed. Also in Georgia, we don't have dishwashers and uh, also my grandma does not trust uh, dishwashers. So it is mostly done by hand. So it saves the water uh, in most cases, <laughs> at least. And uh, also I know it is adopted in Georgia by Asian cultures more that we uh, take care of our dishes by soaking them rather than like uh, wasting uh, millions of liters of water trying to scrub them up with the water. So uh, there are some... Um, things that been adapted because in their time it was not as uh, everything was not as available as in our time like I can just go to the shop and buy something and they had to make it at home they had to make most things at home so if we would go on a deserted island tomorrow my grandmother would much more survive than I would so yeah I think she's more sustainable I love it how self-critical Mariam is about her own carbon footprint and her own travel habits She really seems to admire her grandmother as the best environmentalist ever. We would like to ask you, the listeners, to do us a favor. Call your own grandparents and find out a couple of forgotten sustainable practices that they still remember and please share them with us on the podcast. Maybe we should all look back a little and learn from older generations. Secondly, we should specifically look at all modern practices that our grandparents did not have and reflect on our own overconsumption. For example, fast travel or watching series for a whole Sunday afternoon. Now, in our second story, Absolutely Vegetarian, we hear from Niels, who four years ago worked on a conventional farm in Argentina and then on an organic farm in Germany. Neil's first-hand experiences of working with animals in agriculture has fundamentally changed his attitude towards food consumption. He became a vegetarian. He reduced food waste and started buying only organic products. We would not expect that his whole family were delighted about his new habits, especially Neil's choice to become a vegetarian. But you never know. Grandparents are always good for a surprise and they suggest chicken or fish to him. Actually, I did an exchange year in Argentina like four years ago and after that I decided to become vegetarian and also wanted to see how the, the organic farms in Germany work in comparison to the, the conventional farming in Argentina that I saw. So I really wanted to see like the other side. So last year I did a voluntary ecological year on an organic farm here in Germany. Okay, and what do you think what is life-changing about it? That I'm much more aware about the work that goes into producing food. I kind of look more on the way that the food that I eat was produced. For example, that um, the fact that the food was um, produced on organic farms became kind of more important to me. I know that oftentimes it's more expensive then. And um, to me, that's annoying sometimes, but it's still so important that I would 
try to buy as much of organic uh, food as possible. Um, and also I'm really trying to reduce uh, food waste that I do or that I see. So telling people to, to think about how much work went into the production of the food. And after you became vegetarian, like what your family was thinking about it? Actually, my family supports this uh, decision. Um, especially my mom is vegetarian as well, so it wasn't really that difficult. But my grandparents, on the other hand, um, for them it's like very weird, um, especially because I say that I don't eat meat. And then what they understand is I don't eat meat from um, mammals. So sometimes they, for example, give me fish, thinking that that's not an animal. But in my opinion, it, that was at least an animal before it was like killed. Um, whenever we go to the restaurant or anything and I'm eating my vegetarian food, whenever I'm finished, they're going to tell me, oh, don't you want some of the meat on my uh, plate? Because, I don't know, they think that I'm not uh, nourished enough without meat. On the other hand, my grandparents use a lot of their own food in their garden and in terms of biodiversity, they um, do much better than I do, I would say, because they um, have a very diverse garden with lots of trees and other plants that produce the, uh, the food that they eat or lots of the food that they eat. And they also um, use jars to make the food um, be usable still in the cold winter months when there's not a lot of food in the garden. So um, I would say that in some ways I'm more sustainable than them. And in other ways, they are much better than I am. So I think that I can learn from them and they can learn from me in both ways. Oh dear, I believe all the vegetarians who are listening to the program and who have heard Neil's story about joint meals with family now think, seen that, been there, done that. Yes, parents and grandparents love lecturing younger generations about the right nutrition which in their opinion is often incomplete without meat. Neil's inspiration for his new nutrition habits came from his work as a farmer. However, the fact that his grandparents object does not mean that his grandma doesn't care for the environment. What we can learn from Neil's is that different generations have their own special approaches to a sustainable lifestyle. Maybe we should not just copy everything from our grandparents, but we must find our own way to sustainability and learn from each other. In our last story, Absolutely Aware, Teona talks to Anjana, our guest from India. We will learn that growing up in a developing country such as India can be a lot more challenging than many of us in Europe might imagine. Making sure to have enough clothes, food and water for your family is a daily struggle for many parents in India. Often Indians do not know what the abstract term sustainability really means. But actually, in practice, they do apply many measures, such as rainwater harvesting, a process passed down from generation to generation. Let's listen to Anjana's story. The thing is, 
in india i would tell only from my generation people are really thinking about sustainability and things if you uh, tell about my grandparents then they wouldn't even know what sustainability is because you know if you look at india india is a developing country and so in a country like uh, india where um, you know people try so hard to make their ends meet to have food on their table access to electricity clean drinking water i don't feel like we can go to such a crowd and preach about sustainability because they wouldn't just understand that that is not their basic need uh, in a country like germany uh, where all these basic needs are met yes you can um, you know talk about sustainability and things like that to this crowd and people would understand but that is not the case in india so if you ask about my grandparents time and all they don't they don't know what sustainability is they have they don't even have such a thought in their mind but when it comes to our side now we are being educated we are you know in our school itself we talk about climate change and stuff so yes we have a thought over that but during my grandparents time no nothing do you have any methods that you use for sustainability in india um uh, so yeah what comes to my mind is about uh, water conservation uh, back in my place i am coming from the southern part of india called kerala and there we have the jalabharana sambharani which is the rainwater harvesting so yes there is this um, you know in most of the household you can see that the kerala government has implemented and uh, in most of the household there will be this um, a, a water you know to save water sort of a tank would be there outside our homes and uh, we collect rainwater and it it is like uh, filtered and we use the rainwater that is rainwater harvesting so we all have this uh, daily habit of brushing i suppose so yeah morning we i have seen a lot of people they would just turn on the tap and even while they are brushing they don't need the tap at that moment itself the water would be lost and even when they are using face wash or stuff at so i think uh, at the moment when we need not need water, we have to uh, close the tap and yes i do that and i feel i you know sort of get irritated i have lived in hostel for my life like so when my i see my fellow uh, hostel mates doing the same i feel a little bit annoyed and yes that's there so what i personally do is i would just turn off the water when i don't need it only when it is required i would open them and use it so i think that is a sort of sustainability uh, moment from my side yes every drop makes the ocean so we need to start from the basic uh, even small step counts so we need to think about that and act accordingly according to anjana it does not really matter if you have ever heard a definition about carbon footprint or recycling it is your actions and your awareness of environmental issues that matters i have a feeling that living in a rural part of india could teach us more about sustainability than a modern book we read on the subject so maybe it is not only about learning from our grandparents but also about learning from people who had or have limited resources and learned how to use them economically now what about you what did your grandparents teach you or what can you teach them get in touch with us and feel free to share your unique story with us here on the podcast write us a comment or mail us we could do a follow up interview with you in one of our next shows on our webpage absolutelyintercultural.com you can get more information about this show and previous episodes and you can leave comments and if you enjoyed the show please like us on facebook too 
By the way, did you know that we are also on iTunes and Apple Podcasts? You can subscribe to us there for free and give us a rating or a comment. Now, our next show will be coming to you on the 7th of July. Until then, learn from your grandma and make her learn from you as well. Und bleiben Sie absolut interkulturell. Absolutely intercultural. Fullständig interkulturell. Absolut interkulturell. Absolutamente interkulturell. Absolutely intercultural. Absolutely intercultural.